so, so the social housing regulation bill, which is on its way through Parliament, which was supposed to come in after Grenfell and it was delayed and credit where credit's due mm. in the interest of balance. I will say that I do think since Michael Gove became housing secretary first time around, that has got over the line. That will become mm. legislation shortly. That is a good thing. It's a good piece of legislation. It will give social housing tenants more consumer rights. It beefs up the regulator, which does already exist, but it's giving it more power um, for, to, for redress and and to hold bad social landlords to account. Um, and I think these these tenant panels are not a bad idea. That they're, they're they're better they're better than nobody talking to social housing tenants or finding out how how other people living in these houses feel. So I'm I'm not going to be down on the social housing regulation bill. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's a good piece of legislation. Um, and long overdue as it as it is, you know, Michael Gove has really made that a priority. Um, so, so I think I think that's good. Um, I also would add, though, sadly, it's a sad indictment of where social housing is that you need Ofsted style inspections. Um, so that 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 is yeah, it's an important piece of legislation, and it's it's really good that it's coming through. What what is what is unforgivably delayed, uh, and I I really have no sense in my conversations. Um, with with the government, with Michael Gove, with people on the inside of this, of the civil service, why it is un- it is delayed is the renters reform bill, which would um, give private renters more rights, introduce the decent home standard, which exists for social housing, to the private rented sector, and get rid of no fault evictions, um, limit in tenancy rent increases, among other things, like allowing renters to oh I don't know keep a pet. Like you have the right mm. to live your life mm. wherever you live. Mm. Um, allowing them to hang up laundry, take a shower, well, things of those uh, One natures. of the things in the bill is <laughs> allowing them to hang stuff on their walls. Oh, yeah, cool. You know, or within reason, of course. What, what if we made housing slightly more normal? It's like, no, no, I don't think we should be it doing is, that. Uh, yeah, you. private landlords in, in Britain particularly do reserve the right to, more than anything else, treat you like absolute scum. Like I think that is yeah, absolutely. Aside from, you can't take that away from them. That's one of their main yeah, joys. Like aside from all of the the material effects that we've that we've discussed, some of which are very serious. They're just the ongoing sense that tenants are scum who don't deserve to enjoy themselves ever is like a. So uh, my 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 girlfriend lives in a lives in a flat which her and her flatmate rent from her flatmate's parents. And they asked for a dishwasher and her flatmate's parents, even though it is their daughter and their daughter's friend who live in the flat, said, well, we're not going to put a dishwasher in there. That's just another thing for the next tenants to break. (laughs) And it's like, you may be our daughter and our daughter's friend, but you are still actually technically tenants and therefore scum. Don't forget your scum. This is that's the like the Marx quote, right, about how the the English Tory is like uh, at his heart only uh, enthusiastic about ground rents. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Only enthusiastic about weird conditions about how he gets those ground yeah, rents. Precisely. About like, no, you you can't have this cat because I don't like the look of him. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm like incredibly triggered because I'm reminded of when I lived in a flat owned by a friend, friend's parents, and they uh, put my rent up, and I said, oh, I can't really afford that. And her dad was like, oh, well, I'm already giving you a good deal. I was like, this is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> This country, honestly. Um, sorry, what were you going to ask oh, me? I was going to say, so we're, we're talking about private rented sector reform. Where we're, we're saying we're removing uh, things like Section 21 no-fault evictions, limiting in tenancy rent increases, basically sort of making us 5% more like renting in continental Europe, which is like... Yeah, so stuff that any sort of like functional country would have as a baseline. Yeah, as, as opposed things. to the uh, common experience of people renting, 
which is uh, you rent a place for a year, your landlord puts up the rent by 50%, and then you move every year. So good luck having kids that are like, say, in the same school, for example, uh, because if like a too nice cafe opens near you, that's it. Fuck off. You have to move somewhere else now. Yeah, so it's a fucking avocado <laughs> yeah. toast premium. Yeah. Got, got the scent of kombucha on the wind and packing up all of my belongings into two boxes again, sort of thing. So these are the main elements of the of that bill, right? Just taking away some of those more extreme, I'd say, depravities of our private rented sector, uh, and then uh, making it five percent more like continental Europe. You know what it reminds me of a bit? It reminds me a bit of the sort of like mid to late nineteenth century things of like you know an act for the prevention of child manglings or whatever, where it's like okay, we're not going to do anything about the you know the matchstick factory or anything, but we are going to say that okay, you have to put a little like metal guard on the on the mangler, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh no, my child's caught in the mangler. It's like <laughs> it's like yes, it's good. I think I think I think you're not wrong to make these comparisons, though, right? Because. This country already had this conversation in the 20th century about poor standards in housing, making people sick, damaging the economy and damaging public health. Um, we're now having them again. Mm. So, so it's actually, that's not like a ludicrous comparison to draw, which is partly why this is so incredibly shameful. Um, <clears throat> and and, and it, is, it is truly a public health crisis. I don't really know how else, how else you can, can frame it. Landlords, landlords going like, uh, I'm not putting a mangler in, it's just something for the next tenants to break. <laughs> it's going to mangle the curtains. <laughs> the, the picture isn't, isn't necessarily great in other European countries either. You are right that they mm -hmm. have more protections. Some do, some don't. Germany does. Um, but mm. house price inflation and rents going up is, is, a, is a problem across, across the West and across other European countries too. Um, renting in, in many major cities in, in Germany is now completely unaffordable. You're right that there are more protections for renters once they're in a tenancy, um, but house price inflation and rents rising is not, it isn't only limited to Britain, but I, I do agree that it is particularly egregious here, um, as it is in the States, right? Like, a country yeah. where people have very, very few protections. We're, we're, we're much closer to, to America at this point. Yeah, America seems to mostly exist as a country to make us look slightly better by comparison. <laughs> it's like it's the one country we can point out and be like, ah, ah, that's worse. Yeah. Ah, there you see, pretty bad here, worse over there. <laughs> uh, at least they get the big sodas yeah, sometimes. That is true. Um, but before we go, because I do know that we're, sort of, we're going now over time, uh, and uh, Vicky, I know you've got to run, uh, just quickly, is Labour proposing anything that's got clear blue water between them and the Tories on this issue, other than just essentially more robust consumer protections? Good question. Um, Labour policy, as it currently stands, I actually interviewed Lisa Nandy, Shadow Housing Leveling Up Community Secretary, the other week. They also want to ban Section 21. Um but I think I think they're keeping their powder dry on what their sort of slate of policies are actually gonna gonna look like. Yeah, so it doesn't get mould. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they 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 want to bring in a private renters charter in the first hundred days, which I think would look pretty similar to the the renters reform bill, um, which is good. And the renters reform bill, as long as it's not watered down, I think is is what is what is needed. Um, 
they're currently talking to banks, this is quite interesting, about how they can convince them to have private renters' monthly payments count towards affordability for a mortgage. So Labour have set this target of wanting 70% of people to own their own homes and they want to get lots of private renters out of private renting and into home ownership. Now, again, usual caveat, we could probably have a philosophical debate about whether home ownership is a good or a bad thing. I certainly don't have time for that today or or indeed in 2022, but happy to revisit it in 2023. Um, I think it is an interesting conversation to have. But I also know from speaking to people and know from the polling that most people want to own their own home. And for as long as home ownership mm. is the most secure tenure um, and, and the, you know, the safest, I, I can understand that. So I'm not going to shame anyone who wants to own, own their own home and have a door they can close where they feel safe. Although, you know, maybe not if you bought a flat in a building covered in flammable cladding. Um, mm. So I think that's, that's what Labour, you know, they're trying to get elected Talking about home ownerships get, get talking about home ownership gets you elected, so I can understand why they are, they're having those conversations. Yeah, it makes. I mean, it's one of the things that you mentioned, just sort of by way of closing this out in your book, is you talk about a sense of ontological security, and that the way that we've set everything else up, right, is that one of the only ways not to feel constantly stressed and under threat, basically, because of all of the arbitrary powers that have been given to landlords by a succession of conservative and labor governments over the last 30 years, uh, 32 years, uh, 40 years even, is, uh, is this idea that you can escape uh, this wheel of exploitation. Um, and I mean, a- anything that helps more people do that, that gives more people a sense of ontological security, rather than this feeling that the circumstances of your life are could fall apart at any given moment uh, for circumstances totally outside your control. Like, for example, a cafe opens near you and your landlord decides that they can triple your rent. Your housing association decides that um, they can get away with not um, fixing the mold in your house and they'd rather pay their uh, owner a huge bonus or their, their administrators a big bonus, whatever. But that, in fact, the, the, question, the question then comes back to, is what they are doing going to improve things? Uh, and it seems in, in the case of both parties, they seem pretty aligned on most of what they've t- declared publicly. Um, and that mu- but much of what they're going to do is going to probably make things definitely better for a non-trivial number of people. But I guess the final question is, is it equal to the crisis that we face? Either party. No. <laughs> Great, thanks for coming. Oh, good. I was worried there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) 